0: All right, we're now live. Hello, everybody. Today is September 29th. I hope everybody has had a great week. It's Thursday. I'm a little bit confused because being Jewish, I took off for the Jewish holidays, Monday and Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you know, wow, you know, coming Wednesday, it's like, you think it feels like Monday, but it's really a little week. Can you try to catch up, which I'm doing now? Um, we're doing, um, today is my first this is our ninth year of doing a speaker series at Hopkins. I've often spoken about that. And our speaker tonight is Norm Bochamp, who's executive vice president of Michigan state. Norm was a sort of resident here, uh, in radiology, a fellow, he was staff, he was interim chair and he was, um, then left, I, the word left sounds bad, but he then left to become chair of the university of Washington. And he's been moving up. He was Dean of Michigan state and moving up the ladder to basically the top of the ladder now. And it's kind of funny, we talk about time. I was telling people, oh, you know, Normal is coming back, blah, blah, blah. And then um, people kind of, not, not that I, they looked to me funny because everything's remote, but didn't seem, super, no one said anything. And then only when I was preparing um, the, you know, to introduce Norm, I know all of his things, obviously, but you forget the dates. And so Norm became chair in 2002, which means he left here in 2001, which is very quickly 21 years ago. To me, it seems like he left about two weeks ago, Um, but most people or a lot of people were not here. The techs, a few techs know him, through the senior faculty know him, but most people 21 years ago, they could have been in in diapers, but they were in college, whatever, they were not here. And so, anyway, it's kind of funny looking back at that which would be a great talk tonight. So my talk today is on liver tumors, and I'm giving two talks this week and next week. One is on benign tumors, one is on malignant tumors. Now, there's a bunch of lectures on CTSS on the website on liver tumors, benign, malignant, inflammatory disease, and everything else, but I thought I would just approach it from a technical, because I'm not gonna show you any images. Obviously, when you speak about tumors, you tend to show images. But let's just talk generically and specifically, in terms of looking at the liver, there's two things you could think about. One is, you're doing a routine abdominal CT and you pick up a liver lesion, or maybe a patient has elevated LFTs or they have a known malignancy, colon cancer, pancreatic cancer, and you're looking at the liver, looking for disease, or the patient has elevated LFTs or they have a history of hepatitis C. So. The knowledge you have in advance really defines your protocol. If I'm looking for suspected liver mass, I'm always doing at least a two-phase study, arterial and venous. In the old days, we would do non-contrast. Mike Federley wrote a lot about that. He felt that non-contrast was really good, particularly in cirrhotic patients. You could pick up high-density lesions. But the reality is even Mike stopped doing that, so non-contrast really... Is, of no, is not done, I won't say no value, but it's not done. Most people will do arterial at about 30, 35 seconds, venous at about 70 seconds. Some people suggest getting delayed phase, which means at about three minutes. Sometimes that helps with cholangio. Occasionally it will help with hepatoma. And sometimes you might get that because you want to see a little bit more of the washout of the lesion. Though I have to admit with more and more experience, I recognize that the early images really tell me everything. So, what are we thinking of? Now, benign lesions especially are very common. They're incidental findings. The big thing to me is to recognize them for what they are and not advise clinical correlation, advise follow-up study, advise MR, advise biopsy. Benign lesions, hepatic cysts. They can be really tiny, they can be big can be single, they can be multiple. Water density, occasionally a thin septation, but it's, it's typically an easy diagnosis, attenuation under 10, well-defined, regardless of the phase, the density does not change. That's a cyst. Yes, you can say, what about a necrotic tumor? It looks cystic, but then the wall is thickened. Simple cysts do not have a thick wall. If you see a thick wall, you gotta be thinking maybe infection, I doubt it's cysts maybe necrotic tumor, metastatic gist tumor. So not only is a lesion cystic, but there's no enhancing wall, there's no thickened wall. If you gave contrast, if there was vessels nearby, because the lesion was large enough, then what you would end up doing would be simply um, having the vessels stretch, things like that. So I don't think it's very difficult to be able to make that diagnosis. Now the second lesion, very common 10% of patients, are hemangiomas. They're benign lesions. Now, depending when you scan, hemangiomas could look different. Remember the classic hemangioma, peripheral puddling, and then over time it fills in peripheral to central and becomes nearly isodense or has a small central scar. Now, you remember going way back when, we used to follow hemangiomas till they filled in. We often would wait 30 minutes. It was felt that hemangioma had to become entirely isodense and fill in its entirety to make the diagnosis of hemangioma. Well, now truthfully, I know on the early phase, the way the peripheral puddling is, that's a hemangioma. And if I get the next set of images, which I have, it will begin to fill in. I don't wait for it to fill in in its entirety because there's no need for that. The truth is all lesions will fill in over time if you wait long enough. But also, the filling in, I just don't need. To make the diagnosis of hemangioma if you're uncertain perhaps a slight delay may make it easier for you i know sometimes people worry could this be a vascular met vascular mets are very irregular around the periphery if they are one of those lesions that's necrotic with peripheral enhancement like a neuroendocrine tumor it's a lot softer when you look at hemangiomas even giant cavernous hemangiomas giant means over 5 cm but i mean giant like 15 centimeters but it's that peripheral puddling, and then the filling in. The bigger the lesion, the more, less likely it's gonna fill in its entirety because those lesions often have blood in the past and they'll have scarring present. Um, occasionally hemangiomas kind of make it difficult on you because they just flash fill, they're bright on the initial scan. I look at the rest of the liver and then I can feel comfortable. If you're uncomfortable, I guess you're desperate, you can do an MR, repeat the CT scan, and that's not a good idea. But again, hemangiomas. Now hemangiomas will wash out, though often the lesions can persist in attenuation. They particularly show up on late imaging when you have a fatty liver. Remember fatty liver is sometimes a little bit tricky. We always think about all of our definitions of liver masses are in livers with normal texture. When you have fatty infiltration or you have very dense liver, things can look a little bit different and make yourself just a little bit more confused. Okay. The next lesion, focal nodular hyperplasia. A very vascular lesion with a central scar. But it's vascular, but only as vascular as the IVC, not the aorta. It's not that bright, but it's typically homogeneous. Usually it's a female, doesn't have to be. Usually it's one, but it can be many. Often if you do a MIP, you'll see a central vessel going right to the uh, scar in the middle. And that scar is the classic. The first article I wrote, or the second, was on FNH versus the adenomas. We have five cases in total. But central scar, FNHs used to be removed and now they're treated as benign lesions, no problem. We do see them occasionally. Again, the challenge is in a patient who has a known malignancy and you're staging, but it's really easy, hyperdense, homogeneous, except for central scar, bright as the IVC, not the aorta. Over time, the lesion will fill in. You may not see it at all, or you may see the very edge of the lesion. That's very, very classic. Easy to make the diagnosis. The next lesion which kind of sits between benign and malignant is hepatic adenomas. Now, it's felt that hepatic are pre-malignant uh, conditions leading to hepatoma. Hepatic adenomas are more irregular, they're more vascular. They commonly will bleed. FNH, cysts short of biopsy and trauma, they don't bleed. Uh, Hepatic adenomas can be single, they can be multiple, they're more irregular, they're more vascular. Uh, I think the biggest challenge with hepatic adenomas typically is hepatic adenoma versus hepatoma or maybe a cholangio, but they can be sometimes tricky. I think sometimes you really can't tell hepatic adenomas from FNH. It can be a bit tricky depending on the study. And in those cases, perhaps the best thing to do is do an MR um, and you can distinguish the two lesions. Again, you could do biopsies, but why do a biopsy if you don't have to? Big hepatic adenomas or solitary hepatic adenomas, because of this pre-malignancy, will often be resected. FNH, unless it was so large, uh, is not going to be resected because it's benign. It is no premalignant relationship with FNH, and you just leave the lesion alone. Obviously, once in a while it gets large enough or sometimes no one knows what the lesion is and they'll resect it. But in general, FNH, it's a leave-alone lesion and the patient will do great. Now, under benign liver tumors, the other thing, and I saw a case recently of this, is a liver abscess. Now you say liver abscess, patient's febrile, patient has all sorts of symptoms. That's typically true, surely immunosuppressed patients, multiple small lesions, candidiasis aspergillosis, are two of the entities. But sometimes with liver you get a big mass and you're not really sure what it is it looks like a met it's often patients who are have a lot of things going on that are wrong patients who've been out of the medical system and they present with elevated lfts fever weight loss all sorts of symptoms and you're thinking in your mind this must be a malignancy but abscesses particularly e coli abscesses can simulate a malignancy they can be large you get this cystic Swiss cheese type appearance. When I see that, although occasionally I could see tumors like that, I learned and probably learned the hard way that you better consider an abscess. I think from a clinical perspective, abscess is not often thought about unless the patient was admitted with roulette abscess. Is patient with weight loss, symptoms, fever, but again, a lot of the symptoms and the appearance really pushes you to malignancy and that's what we think about. So. Again, an abscess is in the category of benign tumors, I guess. Other things we, we talk about, other infections, hydatid disease, rib-like calcifications, multiple daughter cysts, amoebic abscesses, cystic, right lobe of liver, septations, the borders irregular. Again, often the patient's going to have symptoms in the colon. But you know, usually foreign travel, but we've seen patients in Baltimore County only 12 miles away. So not always the case. So that's kind of a run through of some of the benign lesions and ways that I like to think about them. We'll come back next time and discuss malignant tumors. But again, I think what you need to do, if you really want to learn more, go listen to some of the lectures I have up. Those lectures are linked to images and you'll learn a lot more by looking at images, get a better feel. Go to the teaching file, there's lots of images there, thousands of images and cases, and um, just just pay attention every day. The liver is critical to our practice because we see lots of liver lesions. Again, we see them because it's staging colon cancer. We see them because of roulette hepatoma because the patient is cirrhotic with elevated LFTs, but we see them in a patient with vague abdominal pain or a trauma patient. So again incidental lesions are always a challenge to us in the liver most incidental lesions are going to be benign but they don't have to be and of course it's our job to figure out what exactly is going on so with that i'll say hello to Manaverdi upadhawa i think who's from nepal and i probably did a bad job on his name i apologize for that but we do appreciate him always joining us and the rest of you many of you are on there now and i could see you Others are going to be on later today, tomorrow, next week. But um, we do appreciate you coming to the site. And again, if you have any good ideas for topics, every week Lily says to me what topic next week, and I come up with things, or she tells me what to do. But if you guys have uh, topics or issues or things you want to discuss, drop me an email, drop Lily or Sarah an email, or just post it on CTSS, and we'll be happy to do it. And with that, time's up, I wish everybody a great day.